This is uh, Glade State football head coach Zach Threlkeld. Coach, you on with us? Hey, yes, sir. Coach, appreciate the, appreciate the time. Uh, Coach, you're going into your third season at the helm of Gators football. You know, before we talk about the 2022 team and, and kind of this upcoming season, I want to go back a little bit. You were the quarterback for Glades Day when they finished as the state runner-up in 19, 1996. Then you spent a long time serving under Coach Eric Pitts. You know, how cool is it to have taken over the Glades Day job and, and lead this program after so many years as a, as a player and assistant coach and now the head coach? And not to mention, you're also the, I think you're the athletic director as well. Yes, sir. That's correct. Um, well, first, let me just tell you, I appreciate um, the invitation and I, I appreciate the consideration to be on the show. Um, it means a lot. So thank you for that. But uh, yeah, um, you know, Blaze Day means a lot to me. I'm from here, obviously played here. And, uh, you know, um, it just means a lot, you know, being being at Glaze Day and having the impact and, and uh, being able to come back where I learned so much from good coaches uh, coming up with uh, Coach Pete Walker. He coached me. He's now at Clewiston. Um, I probably learned more from him as much as anybody else um, as I was coming up as a football player and even a young coach. Coached under him, too, when he was at Glaze Day for a stint. And, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it just means a lot to me. You know, the place is special, and, and uh, I want to have the same impact that, that the coaches had on – had on me when I was at a young age. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. Again, Cyrus Wittig here on High School Hysteria with Glade State football coach Zach Threlkeld. Uh, coach, you were hired in July of 2019 and went 2-7 and do- during your first season. Uh, you improved to 3-6 and six during your second and then, then led one of the biggest turnarounds in the state this past year as the Gators finished 9-2. Uh, and two. One thing I noticed, your 3-6 and six year in 2020, you lost three of those games by a combined 18 points. So really... You weren't all that far away from going, you know, five and four or six and three. So, with that being said, were you surprised by the nine and two record you guys put together last season, or did you expect to have that big leap? Uh, I don't know if I expected uh, to be as as uh, successful as we were. I knew we were going to be a lot more competitive, um, you know, uh, last year. But uh, you know, it was just a process, and and uh, you know, I I, I knew what I was doing was the right thing and, and, uh, kind of just figuring out how I wanted to do it along the way as the first time head coach. And, uh, you know, that second year was tough, like you said, because I felt we were getting there, you know, and we were being a little bit more competitive, but just couldn't finish. Uh, that was mm-hmm. the biggest thing is we were competitive in games and, and just couldn't finish at the end and, and made too many mistakes and just didn't get it done. But, but last year, I'll tell you that, you know, we had some really good players. Dylan Wilkins, our quarterback, um, in my opinion, was one of the best in the county. Um, and we had some really good skilled players, and we had a, a senior-laden offensive line. And uh, and our defense was good. Um, but leadership, to me, was, was the key. We had some really good leaders, and they, they kind of set and established the culture and, and enforced the culture. And they held a lot of the other kids accountable, too. And, and that was the biggest difference to me. Joined here again on High School Hysteria by Glades Day football coach uh, Zach Threlkeld. Coach, you know, your nine wins last season were the most for this Gators program since 2014. Did you feel a different sense of energy, you know, not only around the football program, but around the school with the success that you guys had last season? Sure, sure I did. Um, Blaze Day School, obviously a lot of tradition there. 
Um, you know, we have seven state titles going back from the 80s with Byron Walker. So, you know, there's there's still high expectations mm-hmm. there for the people that follow Blaze Day and the parents. You know, they know Blaze Day football and they know how it's supposed to be. So, sure, it was great, you know, um, just to get back on the winning track and, and uh, people starting to believe back in what we were doing. Um, it, it made a big difference. And anytime you can get that support from your parents and the community, um, it, it makes it that much more special. Like I mentioned, you took the reins from Eric Pitts. You know, obviously, you spent a, a lot of years learning and working with him. But every coach yes, likes to every every coach likes to do things you know a bit differently. Did did you make any kind of tweaks to the way you guys practice or prepare or you know as well as your style of, of offense and defense? Um, you know, when you when you took over. Well, I'll tell you first, um, I learned a lot from Coach Pitts. He's a good friend of mine. Um, and I'll tell you that nobody loves Glaze Day football more than Eric Pitts. You know, he's been around the program, I'm going to say, probably 25 years. Um, he was an assistant coach when I was a player. So he's been around Glaze Day a long time. And, uh, you know, I would say going, you know, kind of in, in my experiences and my career as a coach and player, you kind of take bits and pieces from the coaches that you've learned and uh and and eric pitts is definitely somebody that i have taken things from but sure uh, you, you know as a head coach you kind of do things your own way so yeah i mean there was you know and that and that kind of has continued to change mm-hmm. you know um I'm, I'm not so much set in my ways as far as how we need to practice um you know the practice schedule and and uh you know our summer workouts we have a culture and a standard that we are pretty consistent in but you know sure i'm always looking to try to find you know new ways to make us better you know try to find new drills and new things that that's going to give us an edge so yeah absolutely i I definitely have a i definitely have done things a little bit differently that are kind of tailored into what's comfortable for me Right. Uh, just looking back about, you know, to your time at, at Glades Day back in 1996, it, it's funny, you know, you think about, I, I played high school ball in, in the early 2000s and, and played my college ball, I guess, in the mid 2000s. And I think okay. about, the way, I, I, would, I think about the way that football has changed just in the past, you know, couple of years. I feel like I played, sure. in the, I, I feel like even I played in the stone age, you know, just with the way offenses <laughs> are, the way offenses are, um, Right, you know, are, are progressing and 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 reevaluating sure. and and uh, and you know always changing. Do you, what do you st- you know what can you still take from what you learned you know in your playing days back in the '90s that you know is tried and true is going to work you know yeah. that you teach the same back then and you teach it the same now. Sure. Well, I'll tell you that you know regardless of the evolutions of scheme, even when we were playing, I mean I. You know, at, at Glaze Day when I was a player, we ran the eye, and, yeah. and you know, and and that's what most people ran. I mean, yeah. I can't, I can't tell you many opponents that I remember that were even in shotgun at that time. You know, um, and I played in college and ran the wing tee, and that was you know right around 2000. So, you know, the evolution of football always changes, but you know, blocking and tackling is still super important. Um, I think those are the staples. So regardless of what happens in football, you still got to, if you're not blocking and tackling well, you're not going to give yourself a very good chance to win. So I've never forgotten that. Um, And obviously we do things that, you know, defensively are tailored to opponents that we play. And we're probably more spread 
I would say, identity-wise, offensively than anything. But it still goes back to blocking and tackling. So you better right. be good at those. <laughs> Again, here with Glades Day football coach Zach Threlkeld. Coach, everything in football starts with the quarterback, and you'll you'll have a new signal caller this year. You already mentioned him, the graduation of, of Dylan Wilkins, who, who uh, certainly was one of the best quarterbacks in the area last year. W- was there a seri- you know, pretty serious uh, quarterback battle in, in spring ball, or did you have some clarity on, on who will be taking the snaps this fall for the Gators? Uh, no, I really didn't get any clarity. Um, we have two guys um, – Two guys that are really athletic, two guys that can really help us. One is Jiren Hewley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jiren played receiver and safety last year for us, and uh, he's going to be really good. Um, he's already got some D1 offers just on his size and athleticism. And, uh, you know, so he's one guy. And then Marquise Clark is going to be a, a junior, um, mm-hmm. and he throws he throws the ball really well. He's a good athlete, really good baseball player, good feet, you know, so – um, you know, I would like to. I would like to before August starts choose one. I was a quarterback myself, and in college, I kind of did a rotation, and I never liked it. You know, I no, never felt right. like a quarterback could really get in the rhythm. Um, you know, I feel like you know the team needs to know who the guy is, and uh, you know, when you have two quarterbacks, I think some sometimes it makes it difficult. So, you know, that's my mindset is to be able to choose the best one that, that gives us the best chance to win. But, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I could still package, you know, both of them, um, you know, if it makes us that much more versatile and, and that much better. So, you know, I'm, I haven't made a decision yet, again, but both of them are really good kids. Um, and both of them can help us, so it's it's a tough decision. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's fun to hear uh, Marquise Marquise Clark's name. I actually, caught up with him uh, a couple months ago now, uh, talking about his his baseball career. He's definitely got a, a fireball for an arm. So looking forward to, to seeing him compete for that spot, uh, Coach. L- before I let you go, is there a specific position group? You know, whether it be O line, D line, you know, receivers, DBs, linebackers that you're really excited about that you really think will be a, a source of strength for your ball club. Yeah, I think um, I think our linebackers. Uh, we return all three linebackers, and one of them is Janoris Wiltshire. Um, he was probably, aside from Dylan Wilkins, the most valuable asset to our team last year. Um, Janoris Wilkins is is young too. He's going to be a junior, um, and he had a really good year last year as a sophomore. And he's just really mature for his age. He's a great leader. Um, and a really, really good football player, um, and he's and he's even better off the field. Um, he has great grades, never a behavior problem. Kids respect him, so he's going to be a he's going to be a linebacker and, and a running back um, that we expect a lot from. Ryan Hale is another returning linebacker, uh, another really good player, plays both ways, and then Damian Cunningham um, is going to also anchor at, at linebacker. So I'm excited to see. Our linebackers were good last year, which was those three in a 3-3 stack scheme. Um, and I just expect them to obviously be be a, be a lot better and, and make that much uh, more of a difference, I would say, uh, this year at, at linebacker. Coach, before I, I let you go, coaches always say the next game is the most important. But when you look at the schedule, is, is there one game that, that is circled that you say that's the game that, that really is um, not the one to win, but is there one game that kind of sticks out? Yeah, sure. Uh, I would say Moorhaven. Moorhaven's always been a rival for us. Um, you know, they've been down the last couple of years. Um, and, uh, you know, but I think they're going to be a little bit better this year. Um, and that's our kids always get get excited uh, to play Moorhaven. Uh, it's a cross-town rival, you know, small school. 
Um, so I would say that's a game that, yeah. that uh, you know, we're looking forward to, uh, put it that way. But, you know, um, our schedule is, is tough. I mean, mm-hmm. we played John Carroll week two, who's a very good football team. Dade Christian, um, um, I think week seven or week eight is, is a good football team. Uh, we play a bigger school in Westwood. Um, you know, there, there's some good teams on there that are, that are, we have our work cut out for us, but you know, I think iron sharpens iron. So if I'm going to give my kids the best chance to win and throw them in the fire, they need to see good football teams. No doubt about it. Coach, thank you so much for joining us on high school hysteria. We appreciate the time. Enjoy the rest of your summer. Season's going to be here before we know it. Looking forward to, uh, to talking with you then and, and watching your Gators in action. Thanks so much again, man, for the opportunity, and I appreciate it. Enjoyed it.